You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with J.P., Giselle, and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hope you had a fabulous day. So it was real interesting. The Knicks are at it again. Alan Hahn and Bart Scott talked about it earlier today on Bart and Hahn that you can hear from 1 to 3. And Scott Perry is keeping his job. Here's what Alan had to say. They had to make a decision on Scott by Friday. There was an option uh, in his contract, and it was a mutual option. Yeah. So it's not like they could have just said, well, we're not picking up your option. You're out. It was a mutual option. They're going to have to pay him. So they had to decide something. So what they did was they worked out a one-year deal. That's what this is. Now, you can look at it in many ways. I can look at it as Scott Perry's here because there's a lot of uncertainty right now with the season that has not been completed. You don't know when the draft is. And so what you can envision is maybe because there was no NCAA tournament, you don't know what the combine is going to be if there's going to be a combine for the draft. They've already done their scouting for the most part. And so, okay, run the draft and then see where you go from here. Now, that could sound like a Mike McCagnan type situation, and no one right. likes that. But I do see this as something that might not be long-term. This might be something that because there's so much up in the air right now, you can't talk to other team executives because those teams are technically still playing, technically. Yeah. So the, what do you do? Do you, do you do you let them go and then come, come back to, and say, well, now we have to hire somebody, but now there's nobody available? So this is one of those, we have to put it on pause for a year. You give Scott the opportunity to work and see if he's any different with Leon versus when he worked with Steve Mills. And you have him at least run the draft and go see, from there. That's all I know. Now, I'm, I don't love it. I like Scott personally. But when you bring in a new team president, you want to see kind of like a house cleaning and yeah. bring in the – I've always said the best of the best of the best. That's what I want. So that's the scenario. And I think Alan hit it right on the, right on the, right on the, on the spot. And here's the positives about it. Okay, and I, I understand that many of you are just like, oh, come on, Really? Scott Perry again. I mean, we got rid of Steve Mills. Now, why do we still have Scott Perry? What did he do with the draft? Look at all these guys we had last year in free agency. Well, they, they weren't that great. I mean, the team did not improve. So, you know, we're, we're really not, we're really not happy with this. What we want somebody new, but I think this pandemic plays a major role here. As Alan mentioned, I think because of the fact that it limits the amount of folks that you have to get a job from. It limits the pool of folks. Now, he's done some good things, and he's done some things that we still have to check out. A positive, obviously, was his drafting of Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson looks as though he is going to be a guy that will make a contribution to this team for the foreseeable future. Do, does he need some other people to come in and help him out as far as coaching him up and helping him improve his game? Absolutely. So we know that that's necessary. Okay, so we have that. I think R.J. Barrett is a very, very talented young man. I think he's going to be an all-star. I think he's a keeper. So you have that. Kevin Knox is an interesting scenario here. Because I believe that Kevin Knox has 
has the ability to be better. He took a step back last season. We all know that. There's some people who are ready to give up on him. We understand that. There's some folks who want to give him an opportunity because he is a young player. And now he's going to go into possibly, possibly his third different coach, right? He started with Fisdale. Miller is the interim from last year with a different system offensively. And now if the Knicks do bring in a new head coach, he's going to have another situation. Or does this say that what the Knicks are going to do is, does this mean that they bring Miller back? Because of the fact that you have Scott Perry with one more year, do you now bring Miller back for this year? And then the question becomes, well, we say this year, but what if they don't, what, what, what happens if they come back this year and it's a shortened season for next season? What does that mean? So it, it's an interesting situation here. It is easy to say, as I put up on our Twitter poll question, which you can weigh in on at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. What does the Knicks keeping Scott Perry say to you? Does it say same old Knicks? Does it say stability or does it say he earned his job back? Now I know the first thing that came to your mind was same old Knicks. Come on. I know I've taken enough of your phone calls and have spoken to you enough to know that that's what you thought. But I think in this situation where you've got an invariable, because we don't know what this season is going to be, whether they're going to come back or not. And we don't know what happened next season. That in this scenario, it's okay to bring Scott Perry back. I'm not sure, though, that I want the same head coach back next year. And then we get into the scenario of, okay, we're, so what are we going to do? We're going to have the head coach and then we're not going to have the general manager because now the general manager is going to come in and he can't choose his head coach. They had a one year option, as Alan explained on Scott Perry. So for this thing, you had to bring him back. But now the question becomes, what do you do for a head coach? Can you entrust that? to Scott Perry, or are you saying that Leon Rose is the guy that's going to choose the head coach of the Knicks along in conjunction with Scott Perry? Because you want to be in a scenario where that the general manager and the head coach are on the same focus. And right now they aren't unless you're bringing Miller back. And I don't know. Did they, did they improve under Miller? Yes. Did you see some things under them, under Miller, that you didn't see under Fisdale? Yes. Were they a little better defensively? Yes. But still, you're looking at changing the personnel on this team. And are you certain that Scott Perry can do that? The draft choices are not bad. The positive thing about Scott Perry is at least you've got some continuity. He's been there since 2017. So you've got some continuity in that position. And he has some cachet around the league. And working with Steve Mills, they were able to free up enough cap space so that they could, even though they didn't get the type of free agent they wanted, but they at least were in the game. 
The downside, once again, to that is the Dennis Smith Jr. trade. The Dennis Smith Jr. trade for Porzingis, he's, it's, it's, it's hideous now. Okay? And the reason why it's hideous is because you did not get the big-time free agent that you expected with the second max contract. And Dennis Smith has not looked good. He looks as though he doesn't know how to play the game anymore. He's He hasn't been able to be on the court consistently. He's had injuries. And now you're in a situation where you're looking and you're saying, okay, we gave up Porzingis for what? Now, we remember that Porzingis didn't want to be here. We remember that we weren't sure what Porzingis was going to be because he had issues staying on the court. And yes, he had tremendous upside. There was no question about that. At seven foot three and his ability to hit the outside jumper and play some defense. Yes. Absolutely. He has upside potential. But we weren't sure whether he was able to bring you that consistently as the face of the franchise. Okay. We can, we can marvel at what he's doing in Dallas, but he's not Batman. He's Robin to Luka Doncic. He's not the head guy there. Now, when Luca's out, yes, the focus of the deep, the offense runs to him. No question. But going into you facing the Dallas Mavericks, the, the biggest focus of your defensive coaches is what are we going to do with Luca Doncic to take the ball out of his hands? That's what you're thinking about. KP is an afterthought. No disrespect to him, but he's not Batman on that team. And you didn't know if he could be Batman on this team. So there's positives and negatives to Scott Perry. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big bro? What's happening, partner? What's going on? Listen, um, I don't know about who they was going to change in terms of Perry. I mean, I don't know who they were going to get at this time with all the stuff that's going on. Similar thoughts to like what Richard was talking about. Let me just ask you a question, though. Has Mark Jackson got any interviews since the Warriors with any other teams? Not that I've heard, no. You got to talk about that pachyderm in the room, man. Mark Jackson might be on that blackball list because, you know, they, they wouldn't let that information out that they asked him if he had a gay player on his team, what would he do? Well, what would he tell him? And he said that I would that I would pray for him. I mean, I don't know if, if if that's being held against him, man. Still at this point, but you know, it seems like he doesn't get an interview or a shot anywhere. Dolan is the kind of guy that listens to all these stations and everything. He knows the fans have been asking for him for years. For him not to get an interview, that kind of seems a little like you know, like the word is out on him. Um, well, R.J. Barrett, man, I love you to death, man. But I don't know what you see in that kid that makes you think that he's gonna be an all star. You know, he, he doesn't do anything really well. You know what I mean? Like, he, he might, you know, he's not a great passer. He doesn't shoot well. He's slow. He doesn't jump high. You know, he's a smart player in terms of he was coached well and all that. But, um, you know, Ulster, I, I don't really see it, man. And, and, and for the Knicks, it's similar to, like, you know, any team that's been bad for a while. Like, when the Sixers, when, when Barkley left, the Sixers were horrible for years. And then you got Iverson. You got to get to turn anything around before any real coach is going to want to come in, unless somebody who's desperate, you know, or, or any like GM who who looks at this job like a good job. You got to get that piece. You understand what I'm saying? Like you got mm-hmm. John Morant last year. You you had Zion. 
you know, those are things that is not only going to bring revenue, it's going to change like the energy of your franchise. They, and the lower averages are in the Knicks' favor. They haven't got to pick, you know, for a while. You, you got to pick right behind Steph Curry. When, you know what I mean? It's going on for a while. The lower averages will kick in. They just got to make sure that they get one of these guys. I, I don't know who the next guy is because I haven't seen that much college basketball this year like most of us have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the next guy is, whether he's from another country. You, we don't know where he's from. But they got to get the pick and they got to get it, you know, in the in the um, in the number of picks in which you could really get the guy. Last year they got screwed again. You got the third pick. He was clearly not on the level with those other two players, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. Yep. He wasn't. But I still have faith in him. I think he can improve. Uh, I think he can get better with his jump shot. I think he can improve at the free throw line. I understand what you're saying about his speed or lack of same. <laughs> but, you know, I still think that there's things about him that can improve. And I think that with a better coach, he can coach him up and make him better. The the biggest issue I have, and thanks for the call, Buddha. The biggest issue I have with, with a lot of these players is, okay, I know, especially the young guys, Nilakina, I'm, I'm ready to give up on him. But I still would like to see somebody try to work with him and see if he can be better. Okay, he he just he, he shows you a little bit. But but the biggest concern I have about Nilakina is, is is availability. He's always hurt, so that's a negative. Okay, uh, Trier, like I said, I want to see I want to see him play so I can make a determination of what he brings to the table. Is he a keeper? Is he a guy that can do something with this team? Is he a guy that that is that scorer? Is he a guy that can be that that hot player coming off the bench that all I want him to do is shoot? I don't care if he plays defense. I don't care what he does. All I want him to do, when you get the ball, you have a green light. Is he that type of guy that is a shooter with no conscience that comes off the bench? Every team has one. Now, I'm not saying he's Lou Williams, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when Lou Williams comes off the bench, (laughs) is Doc Rivers worried about whether he plays defense or not? No. All Doc Rivers says, when you get the shot, shoot it. And so that's what I want. Is he in that? Can he fill that role? I'm not saying once again that he's Lou Williams or has the potential to be Lou Williams. All I'm saying is, can he handle that role? If we brought him off the bench and say, okay, look, here's what, here's your role. Here's your job. Okay. You're going to play 10 to 12 minutes a night and you're going to shoot the basketball. That's all I want you to do. And that's what has been missing because, which I do understand in the sense of Richard, Richard is saying, the lack of continuity. This team has no identity. Nobody knows what their job is. It changes from, from coach to coach to coach and from night to night to night. And in talking with athletes, as I've been blessed to do for over three decades, they love some form of continuity. They love to know what they're going to do, what their job is, what is expected of them. And Alonzo Trey has no idea what's expected of him. And a number of these players don't know. The young players, the veterans, that's a different story. I'm talking about these young veterans, these young players. Okay, right now, honestly, for me, I'm ready to start Mitchell Robinson and let's see where he goes. Let's start him. Let's play him. Let's play him X amount of minutes. Here's what I need from you. And I need some other things. I need you to not just be a guy that's going to dunk. I need you to get the ball in the post and turn around and make some passes. Okay, so I need I need a coach with a game plan who's going to implement that so we figure out what is going on with these young players. Because right now I have no idea what they can be. 
you see glimpses, you see some things. But I want to know what I don't honestly. And look, I'm not in any practices. I got that. And I'm not in any shoot arounds. I understand that. But I don't know how you can evaluate any of these young players on this team. How can you evaluate them? Okay, because you you listen and you hear people say, well, you know, he's really worked hard. We love what he sees. And then then I'm talking about Kevin Knox. Well, he's no, he's he's doing what we ask him. And he gets in the game. You're like, well, what are you asking them to do? Turn the ball over? Because that's what he does. So what is the disconnect between what you see in practice and what you see at shoot around and what you see and what you're asking him to do in the one-on-one workouts and what we see when we get on the court? Because what I see from that kid when you get on, when he gets on the court is he's got zero confidence. None. None. He plays looking over his shoulder at the bench, waiting to see when he's coming out. Now, has he deserved a lot of playing time in games? I would say no. But once again, obviously in practice or what they do in drills and stuff like that, up in purchase, or up in, up in, uh, purchase, they've been in purchase in forever, but you know, up, up, in, up in Westchester, that's what they say because they give him playing time. So they got to see something. 1-800-919-3776. Ben's in the Bronx. Hey, Ben, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, man? Larry. All right, Ben, what's going on? Listen, first and foremost, let me tell you something. I don't know what Scott Perry's still doing there, but, you know, a dead weight is dead weight. All right, give him that year, let him sit around there, wander around, uh, go to the store for uh, what's that guy's name, uh, the, the owner, and that's about it. But uh, as far as anything else, he's dead weight. But I'm talking about a couple of you got a couple of good young studs there, and we need Mark Jackson there. We get these young guys. Alonzo Trier is a good player. They took his they took his heart. Miller was coaching him and took his heart and had him play. Had him not even playing, or not even want to play. You had uh, uh, Knox couldn't play, couldn't shoot a basket if if it was as big as the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get. But see that, and that's the crazy thing, Ben. And that's the crazy thing. Okay, the season before he did. The season before you you saw some things from him. What happened in that season? What happened? Well, let me listen to this. Listen to this. Hear me out. We get Mark Jackson, who knows how to coach young kids, who knows how to get rid of all of those those one year contracts. You got you got Mitchell Robinson. You get you get Alonzo Trier there. You you get a couple give them give them rookies their shot their fair shake and then you get a whole different uh, a, a, a team a whole different team because the rest of these guys are dead weight. Well, you're right, Ben. Thanks for the phone call. And listen, they got one year contract, so you know you you have to bring some other people in if you don't want them. You know you can resign them and give them another year, or you have to bring some other folks in. But once again, when you bring these other players in for a year or however you bring them in, what are you looking for? What are you looking to do? What type of player are you looking for? What's the blueprint for building this team back up? I mean, that's the question. And that's the job that Leon Rose has as the overseer of basketball operations on on this team. Of this franchise, what is going to be the identity of this Nick team? 
when it's all said and done. What are you trying to do? Is this a team that you want to be a, a tough New York team? Is is it going to be a team that's that's you know physical? Is it going to be a team that you surround with three point shooters and you're going to play up tempo and be a three point shooting team because that's the way the league is right now? Are you a team that's going to be versatile that can you know play a half court but also? Pick up, have up, up tempo. Are you going to be a pressing team? What is, what is this team going to be? And how do you get it to that point? Because that's how you decide who to get. Okay. When you're, when you're driving, whenever you get to drive again <laughs> and you've got a way to go, you put the GPS, the GPS is giving you a plan on how to get to from where you are to where you're going. Well, I don't know what the next plan is for to get to from where they are to where they're going. Obviously, I know they want to go to the postseason. They want to have a winning record. They're not in business to have consecutive losing seasons again. But how do they make that happen? And do they know how to make it happen? And are the people in place right now to make that happen? Who is going to make the decision on who, what players to pick? And who makes the decision on what style of play this team is going to have when they have those players in place? I mean, if you're talking about what the league is right now, the league is a three-point shooting team, three-point shooting league, that rebounds and is athletic. Can play up-tempo, great wings. That's what the league is. Everything the Knicks aren't. No three point, no consistent three point shooting team players on this team. None. And that's what the league is. How are you going to be successful? How are you going to turn the corner? How are you going to bring these free agents here when you don't have what the type of, you're not playing the type of game that seems to be successful in the league right now? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. Good morning, Constable. How are you? I said good I'm doing morning. great. Good Thank evening. you. Good uh, evening. It's been good a long evening. day for you, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> it was a busy day today, Uncle Larry. It was busy, man. All right, here we go. I'll go first and you go second. Absolutely. As you know, every show, according uh, with Trey, we are shouting out a, a hospital because of their great work and what they've been doing to help us with this COVID-19 pandemic and putting their lives on the line and putting their families on the line and just yes, working sir. yeoman yes. hours. I mean, we can't even begin to thank you no. and share with you just how much we appreciate what you've done just for the fact that you're saving lives on the front line. And so, yes. and listen, and we mean that not just for the hospitals, but for fire and police and transit workers, Gro- MTA. And grocery store workers. Grocery yes. store, Metro North Absolutely. delivery folks who are mm-hmm. delivery, whether mm-hmm. it's, whether it's uh, Amazon, whether it's food, whatever it is, all of you deserve our yes. thanks. But we're just right now, this week we're doing with the hospitals and Trey, for me, I'm going to stay in the garden state. Hackensack okay. University Medical Center. Trey today released their one thousandth coronavirus patient. Let's 1, go. Let's go. COVID nineteen patient was able to go home 
because that, and what makes it so good, that patient, Trey was also a hospital employee. So hats Let's off to the go. folks. Now that's what you're doing over in Hackensack. That's a good Sack. story. That's a good story. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. All right, my turn. I'm going to go with your borough, Larry. Okay. We're going to go with Lincoln Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Want to shout them out tonight? Orderlies, uh, food staff, uh, doctors, nurses, frontline, triage, yep. whatever, all of y'all in that building, encompassing that building, just like Larry said, putting yourselves on the line to help us out and making sure. I mean, you, you're not even seeing your families and just everything that y'all are doing. Thank you. Thank all of you. And the ambulance drivers, too. We didn't shout them out last That's right. The yeah, ambulance absolutely. drivers, too. Got to shout them out, too, because they're, the, they're in the thick of it. So we want to shout them out and lift them up in prayer. Absolutely. No um, question. So, and, and tomorrow night, we'll get ready for another pair. That's right. That's all right. right. Um, I, You know, and shout out to Uncle Spike. Man, God, I miss Uncle Spike and Aunt Susan. God bless. <laughs> I miss them to death, man. They're my favorite people. I love them, guys. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... I don't, you know, with with everything that's going on, Larry, I don't see no problem with keeping uh, Perry around, man. It's, you know what I mean? It's, yep. it's you, you know, I, I think we're going to get the right thing done, but I think we got to get past some hurdles first. You know what I'm saying? I think I I, I want to be I want to be positive, Larry, because You're struggling you know, though. <laughs> yeah, we struggling. Like you hear my voice, right? Hear I hear you struggling. Do you hear the trepidation? Okay, I do. All right trying to keep it, you know, positive. But at the same time, I want to keep it realistic, you know. And yep. you brought up Kevin Knox earlier. He's not fit for this city. That's just what it is. It's not going to work here. I'm pretty sure he'll be a decent player somewhere else, you know, probably hit a couple of jump shots and actually learn how to play defense and slide his big feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just don't understand that. But uh, that, that's another story for another day. Yeah. But, you know, keeping Perry is, you know, just like Richard said, I thought it was I thought it was a good point. It's some sort of continuity, something that, that, that we already know. And I got a funny feeling that Miller's going to leave and he's going to coach somebody else to a 50-win season. I don't know why I feel like that. I think he's a decent coach. I really, mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, I like his, I like his defensive schemes, even though we ain't see them play. But if you saw the Westchester Knicks, they play really good defense. Yes, yeah. And and I like his schemes and how he was, you know, placing players and putting them in positions to be, you know, to be successful. I thought he did that well up there because I watched, I watched a lot of their games actually because I mean I want to watch some good basketball in New York and I ain't watching <laughs> that. Really, you know how that goes. No, so, I sure do. but. Yeah, but again, you know, it, I just think that this was a necessary evil today just to kind of get this out the way. I still think that, you know, uh, Rose is going to, you know, he's going to get the, the proper people in here. And, you know, Uncle Spike said it. We said it at nauseum. We don't have to keep saying these people names. You know who we want here. But shout yeah. out to Buddha for bringing up that elephant in the room because it is yeah. in the room, Larry, and nobody yep. wants to talk about it. And this nope. is the reason that Mark Jackson does not have a job. If you know basketball, then everybody knows that. So we don't even have to talk about it. We know what's up. You know, but but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be important upon James Dolan. Is he willing to take that risk? Because just like Buddha said, he hears the whispers. He mm-hmm. he he knows what ninety eight percent of these fans want: Jeff Van Gundy or Mar Jackson in some sort of tandem. But I agree with Uncle Spike. Bring Woody back because Woody yeah. had these boys playing, and he was a disciplinarian. Woody wasn't taking no noise. You ain't going to talk back, or you're going to be buried over there in the in the Jerome James section of that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But you and, know what? I, it, 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 you make a – and I love uh, Mike Woodson, and I love covering Mike Woodson, 
But you know what? Something happened in that last year, Trey, where he lost the team. That's true, and, too. He, there, was, there, was and, a, there was a disconnect. You know, and part of it was Tyson Chandler complaining about how they switched all the time and there were some issues. And that team, that team was better than winning 33 games. Absolutely. So I agree with I, you. I don't know. I don't know whether, I don't know if that means that you can bring him either as a defensive coach or a head coach or whatever role you want him to have. But does that mean that he has a short shelf life, Trey? I'm not sure what that means because I'm telling you, it was the same team. So how yeah. could you how could you go from being a 54 win team and then drop like drop to, to 30 plus wins, and we're lucky to get the 30 plus wins? You know yeah, that saying? was a tough 33 wins that year. I remember them. Crazy. Yeah, that was a tough season. Nah, that was a th- yeah, that was a tough season. That but I love him. Season. I love what he does defensively. I just do. But but yeah, the question, I, like but I the said, other dude. side of it, Trey, is okay. The defensive look. We've been talking about it, and we know that they don't like to play defense and so on. And so on, we understand that. Right. My biggest concern is, you know, we 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 want Mark Jackson. Okay, we want Jeff Van Gundy. But but Trey, if I'm Mark Jackson, I'm Jeff Van Gundy. I'm looking at this. Do I want them? Right. I mean, I'm looking yeah, at this I mean, team. We, what, 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 we ain't giving them much with this team. We ain't giving them much to work with, Larry. And then this is the this is the thing that I don't think that any of the people that want that tandem here have thought about. Mm-hmm. What if it fails? Yeah, where do you go from there? Oh my God, oh, man! The sky may as well turn red, Larry. You hear what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's, it's it's gonna be crazy if it doesn't work. And right. how long? And how long of a leash? Will they have? Will they have complete autonomy? Is Rose going to stick his nose in? You see what I'm saying? It's, this is going to be a very good movie, Larry. Buckle up. This is going to be a it very is. good movie. But at the end of the day, man, we got to be patient with this team because that team that's there right now with Red Cycle Randall doing the spin moves and everything, that's not going to be the completion of this team. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that is nowhere near. You like that Red Cycle Randall. That's pretty good. That is nowhere near the completion of this team. So we just have to understand that there are going to be better players coming in and hopefully we use those, those, those picks that we got for Porzingis because obviously Dennis Smith Jr., he's over there playing at the, he, he couldn't even make a rec league team. No, I no, no, not now. Up on my no, five, man. No. If he said, do you got your five? I would grab anybody. No. I, anybody. I grab Alan Hahn with the knee braces on. Come he on. is to the point. He's to the point right now, Trey. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. He's to the point right now that he wouldn't play even if he had the ball. Even if he brought the ball, we'd find a way to make him give us the ball and not let him play. That's how bad he is right now. He's awful. He looks like he never played the game. And I know he's better than that. I know he's better than that. But that's the way he looks. And see, that's the point I'm making. And you said it. Is Leon Rose going to be the one to stick his nose in? That's the concern. And once again, we understand the situation here that there was an option that had to be picked up on Scott Perry and it had to be done by Friday. Okay. You're not going to be able to interview anybody. People that you want to talk to are under contract. You're not going to be able to do anything this year. So in a sense, your hands were tied. You had to bring Scott Perry back in for another year. Okay. So you give him another year. You had no, you really had no other option, but long term, your your general manager and head coach have to be on the same page. So let's say, for example, because on the pub, according to published reports, Elton Brand was somebody that Leon Rose was interested in talking to to see if there was a way to work something out, if he'd be interested. I don't know what, what his contract is like uh, with the 76ers or whatever. Or maybe there was somebody else that he wanted that he wanted to bring in. Okay. 
shouldn't that GM have the opportunity to hire their head coach? So you've got one idea and one flow. And if indeed it's going to be a long-term rebuild that you're looking at at least another two or three years. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it, but it, but at least if you're looking at another two, three years, but you're looking at a general manager and a coach that's in lockstep. And you know that this is, they're going to be, you're confident that they can build with the right GM and the coach that you really like. You'll take that time and you'll wait those two, three years. And, you know, you, to Leon Rose, get me who I need. <laughs> that's what, that's your job. I'm the GM. I'm telling you what the coach needs. I'm the go, I'm the go between. This is what we want. This is what we need to get this team to where it needs to be. I need you to get what I want. And so you got the capologist in, uh, according to published reports, was it Brock Aller, who was expected to be the, the capologist guy? Okay. So he's got to be the guy to figure out the numbers, which is great. You find out what you have and let's get this show on the road. So, can you do that with what amounts to be, with all due respect to Scott, an interim GM? Because he's there for one year. We know he's there minimum one year because he's got the one-year option. So do you bring the head coach in next year to work with him? Do you start it then? I mean, I don't know. Because I'm not sure when this year is going to continue. <laughs> You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.